Hello, hello, all of my beautiful freaking people. Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Y'all, I don't even know how to preface this episode. We're about to go on a fucking journey together because Danny Morell is here. So sit back, grab a cocktail, maybe your self-love healing journal, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. All right, y'all. If you don't know who Danny Morell is, he is a leader in the spiritual world after going on a crazy healing journey of his own. He is a self-proclaimed jerk to healed incredible man. (laughs) Um, And this conversation was wild. Like we kind of touched all over everything. He is incredibly passionate about what he talks about. He is going to lay some truth bombs on you, some of which may be difficult for certain people to hear. We're going to talk a lot about taking accountability, taking responsibility, recognizing healed men versus unhealed men, what that might look like. All the fucking things. This episode is wild. Hang on to your hats. Let's get into it. Danny, welcome to FML Talk. Thank you so much for being here. We are huge advocates and lovers of healed men that know their shit. So I, you are the epitome of that. And I cannot wait to get into this conversation with you. How are you? I'm good. The crazy thing is that, you know, when you say that, I think back to when I would have never thought in my life that anyone would ever say that about me. Right. Because I was a massive jerk. It's nice. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I love that because there's so many people from our past that we look at and we're like, we try and differentiate, like, is this the person that's eventually going to change and be able to show up for me in the way that I need to? And so many times I feel like we want to hold on to hope of well, they're going to heal. They're going to figure it out. They're going to change. They're going to be different. And it's like, where is the line of How long do you wait? How long do you try and help that person? Or do they need to go on that journey by themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm going to say this. I think one of the reasons why people resonate with our message is that, yes, there is a spiritual component to what we say, because we have gone on a very deep spiritual journey. And yet, at the same time, there's a very real world component to what we say, because we know what it's like to be in business. We know what it's like to lose everything. We know what it's like to, you know, go through divorce. We know what it's like to go through all of these things. And so my direct answer, I feel like putting on my direct hat right now is, I don't know that you do wait. I don't know that you spend any time wasted on. I wonder if they're going to change. I wonder when someday they'll change because I think that energy alone allows the other individual to take their sweet time. And it's some it's saying something about you. It's saying something about where you are in your life, where number one, you picked someone to be with that you want to change, right? right. I would say the real question is, when are you going to change? You know, mm. when, when, when are you going to be in your power and so much in your power that you realize you attracted something or someone that was unhealed, or you actually attracted the very thing inside of them that you want to change, you're the one that manifested and created that, you know? Yes. And when we 
when we allow ourselves to step into personal responsibility and personal power, there is no, I wonder what they're going to change. There's, this is me. This is my life. I created it. And whatever it is that I don't like about them, I've got to ask myself this question. Why am I here dealing with it? And what, what's going on inside of me? And then when you can step into that power, I'll tell you, that's where the magic starts happening. And that's where people change in reality, what they do is they start to unravel and heal parts of them because you are in your power and it pushes them or guides them back into their power. That's the way yeah. I think it happens. Yeah, I think you're so spot on with that. And so many times I have readers or listeners that write into me and they're like, why do I keep attracting these assholes? Why do I keep attracting people that cheat on me? Why do I keep attracting A, B or C? And I say, you have to take some responsibility in the people that you're attracting into your life because they're mirrors for the shit that's going on within you that you need to heal. So I'm a prime example of that. I lost my dad when I was young. I lost my high school sweetheart in a car accident when I was 18. So I had this fear of abandonment that was like running my life subconsciously. So I was unconsciously attracting these men into my life that would abandon me in different various ways. And I eventually had to take responsibility and be like, okay, there's something within me that's attracting these people into my life. So when am I going to wake up and look in the mirror and decide to heal it so I can attract some different shit moving forward? Well, you, you want to get deep? Oh, yeah, I, we love to get deep. Get deep with me, this Danny. This is the, the way that we do it. So it's, uh, yeah, so let's, so Gabrielle, listen, this is, some, sometimes I bring up the stuff that no one talks about because I've been prevy in my spiritual journey to see things that, you know, most people don't ever express, but I, I I think this particularly started for women, you know, way back in the story of Adam and Eve, you mm -hmm. know, and there's this story and this subconscious belief, for example, that like God is a man, right? right. Which is, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I love you guys. It is absolutely <laughs> impossible. It, it's, right. it's, abs <laughs> it's impossible because when you buy into that story, you're really not looking with your spiritual eye. You're running your life through a program that sees only what you are being fed. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're a little child and you're being fed the story of Santa Claus and right. you just believe the story of Santa Claus, right? So what's happened is, is in that little story, for example, it's a narrative, it's a narrative that was created to disconnect you from God, from source, from yourself, from your true power, and from the opposite sex. And it's a story that created separation and division. Because if you just, just think about this energetically, if you as a woman, for example, think that God is a man, for example, right? And you are a woman. Number one, what does that think deep here? What does that say about a man? And then what does that say about a woman? Mm. And this was all done by design, Gabrielle. It was all done by design so that the woman is not connected to her true purpose, her power, and her heart, right? Yeah. I mean, just think about the God is creation, yeah? Right. Mm -hmm. And then we take this beautiful thing that has no boundaries, no limits, no anything, no, no even no name or no anything. And we have to put it into a box and we have to give it a name. And then we have to believe that we're going to wait our entire lives for this thing that was created to come and quote unquote, save us. This is the number one problem that we as humanity have. Because when we are not in our truest power and we're waiting for someone else to come save us, then maybe, maybe, just maybe we'll be waiting for someone else to change.
Right. Right. It's the same energy. It's mm-hmm. the same energy. It's the same exact thing. Where if we go, this is my life, right? I'm going to be here for, you know, 80, 90, 100, 110, 120 years. What kind of life do I want to live? Right. And if maybe just maybe I had the possibility to create whatever kind of life I wanted to live, right? Then the same way I believe in limitation, couldn't I believe in the fact that I am unlimited? Mm-hmm. Could, could I could I potentially believe in that? And if that is the case, could I step into the belief and the knowing that I'm the one creating everything, not that I am a victim. And if I step out of victim energy, then could I potentially step out of a life that attracts people that put me into that victim energy? Could it be that I'm the one that's creating it all along? Could it right. be that it's been the whole time? And if that's the case, could it be that it's me that gets to choose? I'm too powerful and I'm too beautiful and I'm too I'm too loving and I'm too kind to put myself in relationships or in energy with anyone that doesn't value me because I value me. Yes. Yeah. This is humanity. This is where we're all living. And then if you apply what I just shared with you to money, to health, to relationships, to all of it, you understand that you literally can live an unlimited abundant life. You just got to remove all the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are keeping you from it. And Gabrielle, that is the scariest thing of all. Can I tell you why? Because the scariest thing for a human being to discover is their true power. Mm -hmm. It's those moments when you're in the gym and you've been so used to only being able to push 10 pounds and stopping at 10 reps. And all of a sudden you go, oh my God, I can do 20 pounds and I can do 16 reps. If I really just stop listening to that voice and then for that brief moment, it's like, you have to decide, you have to decide, do you want to step into the new being, the new version of you, or do you want to stay in that old version? And the key to changing human life is courage, Mm -hmm. courage to move past the pain, courage to move past the story, courage to challenge the story. Courage to challenge the paradigm that you've been living under, right? Yes. It's like, why do I keep attracting these same kinds of people, right? What inside of me is causing this? This is, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but yeah. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next 
next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. I'm curious for my listeners who don't know you as well, can you give us a little bit of insight on your healing journey? You know, you mentioned at the top of the show how you used to consider yourself a jerk and now you're speaking all over the world to, you know, massive amounts of people. So what changed? What Take me on the journey. (laughs) I was grade A asshole, prime beef, Louis Vuitton (laughs) toting, custom suit wearing, gold Rolex, you know, flossing, look at me in the private jet. Oh my God. So you were my ex-husband is what you were. (laughs) Oh, that was me. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) Deeply wounded, not realizing that all of it was a mask. Mm. All of it was a mask to get your attention, your approval, your admiration, your respect to cause my insecurity and my egos to feel power, right? Because power is the opposite of love. Side note, no one, no one awakened wants to be a power couple because no one awakened wants power, right? Power means over others or over another thing. Mm-hmm. So in and of itself, the word power is separation. It's actually deeply rooted in fear. Mm. Yeah. Real love accepts everybody. Real love accepts that we're all one. And so, yeah. And so that was me. And so I, I was that guy. I was that guy that used to, you know, work a lot, be miserable. I was 50 pounds overweight. I had on the outside, all of the goods. I had the Mercedes. I had the convertible Aston Martin. You know, I, there's, if you scroll down on Instagram, I leave them up there just for laughs, but you can <laughs> see all the pictures and stuff. And then my mom died, mm. you know? when my mom died, it was a defining moment in my life because, and this is why for me, spirituality is, is my thing because I like, I was that guy that went to church like every single freaking weekend. Right. And, and my mom as well. And I saw her wait and I saw her wait. I saw her wait for Jesus to, to come and save her. And it never happened. And I saw, and I saw my mom literally wither away before my eyes. And then when I went and I talked to the pastors and no one had an answer, they, they would just say things that they were taught to say, like God works in mysterious ways or whatever. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? This is my mom. Yeah. Like that's not good enough. This is my mom, right? Like it's cool for all these other people that are all dying of cancer and that are all getting sick and they're all like getting divorced and, and you could sweep it all on the rug there. But no, 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 no. I was furious. This is my mom. And I became really, really mad at God. I really, or who I thought God was, right? Right. And then as a result of that, I became really, really mad at like life. And then I started asking tough questions about my life. Like, am I even happy? And do I even know what happy is? And have I ever even given myself the right to even allow myself to be unhappy? Mm. And, and then Gabrielle Schick started getting really deep when I started to realize that it was all a mask. It was all a mask that I was wearing to cover up the deepest parts of my heart and soul that honestly were miserable and unhappy. And that's when you come face to face with reality. And that's when you got to make a decision, right? It's those moments. It's those little moments. And I've seen friends have those moments, but they'll go, no, 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 no. I don't want to deal with that. Give me another bottle of tequila. Right. Right. Give me a new goal. Give me a new company. I have to go build. Right. 
That's all the masculine. That's all the mind. Mm. Yeah. And then that's when I said, no, I, I, I'm not going to live my life like this. I'm yeah. not going to live my life like this. I, I don't even know what happiness is or what love is, but I want to find it. I want to find it. And I want to find out truth. That's the, I always wanted truth, Gabrielle. I always wanted truth. Like I always, I don't know why. I think I was just part of my life's purpose is, is unveiling truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I started journeying. I started journeying with plant medicine, which I was told to be afraid of, which I used to mock which I used to make fun of. I used to call it like the hippie devil shit, right? Mm. And and because I was, I was running the program, right? right? Along, I was afraid to discover the truth of what was going on inside of myself, you know? Because yeah. anything that you judge, there's a reason you're judging it. And it's typically because you're afraid of it. Yeah. It's typically because you're you're afraid. There's something in that thing that is making you afraid. And there's something in that thing that is, is showing you a mirror of something. And so what the ego does is it, nah, nah, it, it judges. That's that, that weird devil hippie stuff. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. And then you go and guess what the ego does. Right. Right. And the ego goes, yeah, don't you believe this? And so the ego creates friends that all believe the same thing that are all living in the same program. So that ego go, go, yeah, you see, <sighs> all right, I'm right. And if you look at it, Look at all of your friends. Mm. Look at all the people you hang out with. I want you to really look because when I was that guy that needed the admiration, the power, the respect, the everything, guess what kind of friends I had? I had friends that would kiss my ass. I had friends that would come to my house every week, drink my alcohol, eat from my food, never chip in a dime. But guess what? I felt like the powerful one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I created it all. I'm so interested in... What was the defining moment when you lost your mom and you realized like, oh my God, all this shit is a mask. I need to take this off. I need to do the work and go inward and heal. What was it that was the defining factor that made you go down that route instead of going, no, I'm too scared to do all that and hold it away? I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was interesting. You know, I have a lot of love for my ex-wife. She's one of my greatest teachers in my life. We have three beautiful boys together. And at the time, time. It's interesting because if, if you ask her, I would say the same way that if you ask me, it's like we both knew. Like mm-hmm. we both, this this wasn't like for us, but we were so like trying to hold on to something because of what like the church said and the community said. I mean, at that time, I was like one of the biggest real estate brokers in Southern California. So like what the real estate community said, like what everybody was going to think, right? right? So we went to church. And, you know, we just did the thing. And I was like, all right, like, I know in here it's not right for me, but like, okay, I'll, I'll try anything because, like, I'm feeling like a sinner right now, you know? That's, that's mm-hmm. what was going on in my head. And I go to church. I'll never forget this moment. It was the defining moment, the second defining moment of my life. I go up there and I, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm talking with the pastor and the pastor's looking right at me and, and my ex-wife at the time is right there. And he's like literally like reading through all the reasons why I can't get a divorce. All of them, hmm. one by one. Can't because of this. You can't because of this. You can't. And then I just innocently, I was just starting to be in a place where I no longer said yes, sir. I just started to ask questions like, well, well, what about, what about, well, what about? And I don't. I'm very respectful, by the way. Very right. respectful, by the way. And then I remember one time he said, well, he said, son, you signed the contract. You signed the contract. Now you got to fulfill it. Oh and I God. go, I get that. I go, I get, this is honest to God, truly what happened. And I said, I get that. I get that. I said, but 
I didn't even know who I was when I signed the contract. And mm -hmm. that's not a cop-out. I'm just being honest with you. And there's something in my heart that is saying that this contract is no longer like a part of my life. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to be a bad guy. I'm just like, help me understand this. Mm -hmm. What I didn't realize back then was contract, part, mm. control, manipulation, life, love. This is the difference. This is why you hear me talk about masculine feminine now. Because right. of my journey, I'm not like a teacher or a professor. I didn't go to school. I just share my journey, right? Yeah. And finally, it was like, there was this awkward moment where like I stumped him and like, yeah, it was this awkward moment where he didn't have anything else to say. And he goes like this, I'll tell you what, you know, all your blessings, all your business, all your everything that you have. And I go, yeah. He goes, you make this decision. You're going to lose every blessing that God has ever put on your life. Oh my God. I mean, that's what he said. That's what he said. And in that moment, in that moment, here's what, here's, it, it was like a pathway opened for me. And if you believe in the matrix and if you believe in there's this thing called the system, right? Mm -hmm. And if you believe in fear and love or whatever, I don't, back then, this was three and a half, four years ago. I don't know what I believe, but I remember thinking, I looked at him and I go, and in the silence of my mind, I thought, I don't know what love is, mm. but if you represent God, isn't God love? And that's not love. Mm -hmm. That feels a lot like manipulation to me. Yeah, for sure. And that for me was the moment where I thought it's time for me to go. Yeah. It's time, like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. I'm scared as hell. I'm scared of what's going to happen. I'm scared of what's going to happen to my family. But I know in my heart, there's something out there that I have to go find. And him saying that to me, it was like a, it was like a, I disconnect myself from the system and I'm going to go find truth. And that's what yeah. happened. Ooh, it's like, that's really, really freaking powerful. And it's such a wild example to hear from the outside that someone would say, no, no, you signed a contract. So that's worth you being unhappy or that's worth you compromising like what you want in this moment. Like it's wild to me. Gabrielle, now you understand. You see, people think I post what I post or whatever. It's like, it, it breaks my heart, Gabrielle. It breaks my heart because I've seen human beings that I love come, live life, and then leave and never find the truth. Mm, right. Never find themselves and never understand what real spirituality is and never understand that we as human beings have spiritual gifts. We have spiritual powers. You can see into the future. You can see into the past. You can visit past lives. You can talk to people who have passed on. You can heal people. Some of you listening to me are healers, but you'll never find that power. You'll never find that power being able to, dis uh, if you're afraid to discover truth. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's like my, because that's, that's how everything started to change for me is that I was like, there's this whole little perfect paradigm that I've constructed and something in my heart is telling me that this isn't that perfect all along. And every human being I know is following the same little paradigm. And I've got a choice right now. It's either A, I'm going to get stuck, stay stuck in this shit for the rest of my life, which I've seen the outcome. I've seen people old. I've seen people miserable. I've seen people who blow out the wedding cakes with 40 candles because they've been married for 40 years, but they're fucking miserable inside. And, and I know it and you know it and everybody knows it, but no one has the <laughs> damn courage to say anything about it. 
right? And I, and I literally, I saw my life and I go, or you get out of here. Mm -hmm. And it's scary, but it's time for some deep shit. Like you might be living on a cardboard box next week, right? Yeah. Are you willing? Are you willing? And do you have the courage to go all in for the one person you've never had the courage to go all in for, for yourself? Mm, that's right. Up until then, my whole life was about everyone else and pleasing everyone else. That's, that's, that's one of that. You talk a lot about the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Can you, before we dig into that a little more, kind of give everyone an overview on what, like a simplified version of what that is? Man, listen, <laughs> you know, it's, and this is the other thing that I think hopefully people appreciate about me is like, I'm on a journey. I don't have all the answers. I've just, listen, I've faced every fear you can imagine. I faced it. I've even faced the fear of death. I faced it all, you know? And so as a result of my journey, I'm able to talk about things that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. So what is like, I wouldn't even label it anymore as a divine masculine or the divine feminine. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you there's two types of guys out there in this world, you know, forgive the labels, but just so that I can describe them. Sure. There's the alpha and beta. And the alpha is in this world, the guy that's considered to like, you know, have it all. He's the masculine dude. He makes the money, right? He's got the big house. He's got the business. He, he can take care of and provide for a woman. And he'll normally attract a feminine woman, right? Because opposites attract, polarity has to exist in a relationship. And I don't mean to do this, just, just flow with me here, but let's call it a beta female, right? Mm -hmm. a, a feminine, a woman in her feminine, right? The problem is, is that for that guy, this was me, by the way, this was me solely focused on power and drinking and the friends and, you know, secretly addicted to pornography and addicted to materialism and glamour, the whole shit. Right. And the problem with that is that eventually this woman, she will lose trust over him because deep in her heart, deep in her heart, she knows that she is not the apple of his eye. Hmm. Power, success, famous. Right. So that, this was probably your ex-husband. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%, right? Yeah. But no one articulates this. No one knows how to explain this. But there was something in your heart where you were like, you felt it. You felt it in life. You felt it. You felt it in sex. You felt it in everything. There was not a deep connection, right? Totally. Like, he just, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just needed to fulfill. And, and I think that also because I'm less of what we would be calling like a beta female and more of like an alpha female that comes in very strong, that even like kind of more, you know, threatened his ego and that, that status. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Right. So then the second kind of guy is, is a beta male. Right. And again, forgive the labels. I'm just, I have to distinguish it somehow, yeah, yeah. but that's a male that his masculine side is not fully developed. And he's quite honestly living life from fear. Mm. His, his father was probably not around. His mother probably didn't show him love. He's afraid to go out there and risk. He's afraid to go out there and, and step into his confidence and in his manhood. And by the way, all of this can be fixed. All mm -hmm. of it can be healed, right? As a result, he doesn't earn the kind of money that is needed in order to be able to sustain a household. So he has to attract a woman that can co-work, basically, to be able to support a family, right? 
that's a whole nother set of issues. But for the most part, that man will attract the alpha female. And the alpha female is the female that is highly in her masculine. And she's only in her masculine because she was deeply wounded as a little girl. Because her father let her down and she created a story. You're laughing because you, right? Right. I'm laughing because, hi, I'm, I, that's me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. So she created a story that no man will ever, ever let her down again, that no man will ever harm her. And as a result, she's got walls up all around her heart and she will support and provide for herself and she'll never have to depend on or count on a man. And you know this from experience, when walls are up, so now you you probably were alpha alpha. Forget about it. You you yeah. you guys were you're destined for divorce. You're destined yeah. for divorce because true love is in the heart. Mm-hmm. True love is in the heart. So what do I call if we were to label it a divine masculine male and divine feminine woman as someone that has it all, as someone mm. that's tapped into their their masculine and their feminine. They're aligned. They've gone on a healing journey. They've dealt with, or at least started the process of dealing with their shit. They know who they are. They know what they want. They know what kind of life they want. They will never settle for anything or anyone. Listen to me, people, period on the story. Cause you don't have to, if you do, you choose to, that is your choice. Cause mm-hmm. you're the one creating it all. They will never deal with anyone's jealousy, anyone's bullshit, anyone's, there's nothing to hide. There's nothing that can't be said. You want to talk about everything. You'd rather deal with everyone because you, you, with everything, because you have the emotional intelligence and emotional awareness to be able to just talk through things. Yeah. Right. So there is no, honey, do I look fat in these jeans? And if they say yes, you start throwing shit. No, there's just, really, I do. Thank you for telling me. I'll change the fucking jeans and that's it. There's no drama. That's right. bullshit. Don't live like yeah. that. Like, why would you waste your life in drama and negativity and arguing and fighting and jealousy? Why would you waste your beautiful, precious, magnificent, glorious life one second in that shit? Mm-hmm. I just refuse. Yeah. And then they, and people ask me all the time, like, wow, how did you manifest your fiance? And how did you manifest your life and your business? And how did you, I don't work more than 10 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always in shorts. And, <laughs> and now I don't dress. And I, I'll say this not, I just say this because I just, but millions come in and the people we work with, the same thing happens. Why? It's just because we help them untap. We help yeah. them unlock. We help them remember who it is that we all really are. And it's a it's a movement that's happening right now. And like families are being healed and couples are being restored because all the walls are being removed. People, men and women are being dropped right back into their heart. And from there, you can either connect or go, wow, I love you so much that I know I'm not the one to love you the way that you deserve to be loved. And everything is okay. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes back to being in alignment with yourself. The second you drop into that alignment, you attract the money, you attract the relationships. So many people, you know, are walking around with this, like the scars of their trauma in the past. And it's like, well, you know, money's always been so hard and difficult for me. You can't fucking create money if you're out there like hating money. You can't create the business you want if you hate working under people. And you're like, well, this is bullshit. You can't create the relationship if you're like all men are assholes. It's just never going to, you have to be in alignment with what you want. Well, let's take it a step further. You can't create it at all if you truly, you know, I'm just going to say it, hate yourself. Right. Right. That's the bottom line. And you don't deserve all the stuff. Right. Bingo. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I had a wonderful call. I have a program called Inner Circle and and part of that, I go one-on-one with people and I, I just I just start unraveling things. And 
you know, this beautiful girl was telling me, you know, I, I'm at the rock bottom of my life. And I go, okay, no problem. And by the way, even that, when we're in victimhood, we love being in rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Because rock bottom gets us attention. Right. I hope you guys are hearing this right now. Yeah. And you never create from the victimhood ever. No. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Well, you never create any abundance. You're creating a whole right. bunch of shit. Right, 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 creating. right. You're creating the bullshit. Right. Yes. <laughs> right? It's like on Facebook, like, right? It's like, you know, man, I want to be sweet and gentle, but sometimes it's like, you know, you, something about your energy has me in the, this is I the love energy it. I'm in right now. That, that's the show gonna, you're on. So bring it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah. But look, the reality is, is that it's like, I watch on Facebook all the time. And like, I'm just going to say like Hispanics, Hispanics, think about it. Hispanics, we came to this country like I'm two generations apart from my grandfather coming from the first time and feeling inferior and and having to feel like he was less than. Obviously, things are changing now. But as a result, we energetically, we're not in our power. Mm -hmm. We're not in our power. So where do we find power from? We find power from attention and victimhood. So we, when someone gets sick in our family, oh, fuck. It's like you win the lottery. Because you could post on Facebook, you could ask everybody to please pray for you. Please pray. And when the old person is dying and sick, you can take pictures of the old person. I'd be like, get the fuck up. Don't take a picture of me in the hospital. What's wrong with you? What is wrong? Why, why would you do that to me? Right? But your ego needs the attention and the energy so much that you don't think about these things. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I look on Facebook, this, I don't even spend time there anymore, but I just look and I'm like, poor humans, like you don't even realize what you're doing. Mm. You're so desperate for attention and power because you don't have power in your own life. That's that you need such it from an the outside. That's such an interesting perspective. Okay. So I wasn't really going to dive into this, but here we are. So not my ex-husband, but the man that I fell in love with after invited me on the Europe trip, broke up with me two days before, was from Argentina. And everything mm -hmm. you're saying tracks so clearly. So his kind of big, big journey was he lost his younger brother to suicide a few years before I came into his life. And that was kind of his one thing that he could never fully step out of the victim and move forward from granted that's a very difficult situation to you know deal with and move forward from but it was always that one thing that was keeping him from like stepping forward and like living his life right now watch let me teach you something which god bless this this wonderful man if if you know if he's out there listening but that's a form of forming a trauma bond yes right because it's his story mm-hmm I'm not saying it's the wrong story. I'm not saying that he needs to get over it. No, I'm saying that's his story. If he leads with that, if you're in your power, you would go, I need to keep my distance. Right. Keep my distance until you're in a place where you can heal that and you can move on from that. Mm -hmm. If you're not, that's where you go, Shh. oh, yep. please, let me help you. Let me love you. Let me help you get over it. It's okay, baby. He gets what he wants. Yep. He gets that. And then as soon as he gets what he wants, he's so in fear, right? And he's so in that negative energy that he will detach, right? And he'll go, oh, let me wait and look for someone else to give me that. He doesn't need, he's in a loop. Yep. A mental loop. And he has no idea. Do you know how many human beings live in loops like this? Yeah. It's, and then it's, we wonder it's why a bitch when... 
Yeah. It's a bitch when you get sucked into that loop uh, from the outside, let me tell you. But everyone that's listening to this right now is laughing because they've obviously read my book and they're like, oh my God, he's literally describing him perfectly. <laughs> you should be on the live. They're like, oh my God, this is so true. This is, I needed yeah. to get, look at this. Yeah, dude. This I is- mean, because that there's so many people that go through that. And of course I was coming out of a divorce. So I was not standing in my power. I was like, fuck, where am I going now? Like, what am I doing? And here comes this person. And it was swoop right into the loop together. But hold time out. No, this gets even deeper. Listen to me. You were coming out of the divorce. So energetically, right? You were feeling not in your power, obviously. We're calibrating at a much lower level. So guess who Mm. you attracted? Somebody that was calibrating at the same level. Right. Right. Listen, I'm going to, so, so part of my journey. Yeah. Part of my journey. This is where you guys got to understand you're the one creating it all. Yeah. And you got to take responsibility for it. Cause like I attracted that and thank God I did because like, look where it sent me. It changed my whole career. It sent me on this crazy healing journey. Thank God I did. Cause it was the catalyst to so much amazing stuff that happened in my life, but I still attracted it. (laughs) That's right. And this is where people on my Instagram, I, I drive them nuts. Because I'll post something like, you're the one, you're the one creating it, you're responsible for it all. And they'll be like, am I responsible for, oh yeah, well, what about child abuse? Or what about the poor kids in Africa? Or what about, because their ego has to take it to the extreme to justify the fact that they're in a box. Right. And they will not accept personal responsibility. But I'll give you an example. Part of my story, part of what led us to the divorce, I had an affair, okay? Mm -hmm. Not something I'm proud of, but if I'm honest, it was like the key that unlocked me out of the cage because right. I was in was such a good boy for so long. And I cared so much about what you thought of me that I was like the good one. I was, I was the one that like, I had the money. I was successful. Like I was a good man. I was like, you know, it was, it was all the show. Right. Mm-hmm. But inside I was dealing with some shit that I didn't have anyone to talk to because then they would think, Oh my God, this guy's not the good guy after all. And right. that would ruin my ego. Right. I bring that up because um, at that time, whenever you're in that act, you're in the energy of like secrecy. Mm-hmm. It's not good energy. Yeah, right? it's not good. energy. So I remember at the time I was hiring an assistant four years later for the first time in my life, three years later, guess what I find out mm. that that assistant was stealing from me. It had never happened to before ever again. And I was like, and everyone around me was mad. And I was just laughing, laughing. I think she stole like I don't know, like 50 grand, something like that. And, and everyone running around me was like, oh my God, what, I can't stand it because our team is very tight. So it felt like if someone like violated right. us in that way. Sure. Right? And, everyone, and, everyone, and I was just like, and I remember Lauren, you know, Lauren's my right hand. She was like, why aren't you mad? And I was like, because I did it. Mm. What do you mean? I'm just realizing it right now. I was living in that energy. So look what I attracted. So it's my bad. Right. I learned from that. Mm. And she was like, I don't know how you could do that, right? It's the truth. Yeah. It's oh, truth. I think that's such you know? a prime so, so, example of what we're talking about. Yeah. It's the truth. And so for all of you who are like breaking up or in the middle of breaking up, here's the golden rule, right? And anything that I ever teach, it's because I have lived it. You got to wait three months. All of you listen to me too. You got to wait three months for every year that you were in relationship before you enter into another relationship. Mm. For example, so I was married 13 years. So I told myself, I will not enter into another relationship for three and a half years. 
I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the person of my dreams. I've got to be able to honor myself and honor them. And if I truly love them, real love is not needing. Real love is acceptance and letting it be, right? And so mm. I've got to realize that I've got to give myself enough time to heal properly before I can ever draw anybody else in. If not, I'm going to be repeating the same exact things that I've always done my entire life. Look at JLo. Mm. Perfect example. Look at the Kardashians. Perfect example. By the way, we can go even deep into that one, and, and but but that's a whole other story. But it's three <laughs> months, three months for every year that you've been in relationship, right? And I'm telling you this as a man who listen. I was an alcoholic. I used to drink all the time, and in those moments where I moved out of my house and I was in my apartment by myself, I had a choice. I would either drink or deal with my emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I chose. I chose to sit my ass up and man the fuck up. And I chose to cry and I would cry and cry and cry. And sometimes I didn't even know what I was crying for, but that was my, I was purging. Yeah. I was purging it all out. And I was opening my heart little by little to truth, to the truth of what I had created. And, and I was eliminating guilt and shame and all of that was happening. And right when I thought I was like ready, I, I, I would want to go find a woman. This is what I yeah. post about this. I would want to go find a woman just to have sex. Mm. Why? What was the deep truth is that I needed fulfillment. Why? Because right. I wasn't finding fulfillment in my own heart and my own self. So guess what I would say? No woman. And I would cry more and cry more and unravel and unravel and unravel. And right when I thought I'm done, guess what? No, I would go drink up some ayahuasca and I would go and throw up and throw up more and throw up more. And I did that 12 times. And then I did journeyed with mushrooms 12 times until I finally got to a space where I was like, right. It's finally out. I'm finally reset. And who I am, and I now understand life, and I now understand my whole life. I've been looking for someone. I've been looking for the one, and the one has been right here the whole time. Yes, yeah. I feel like in my second book, my whole journey was like something's missing in this relation, this new relationship that I'm in. Something feels like it's missing, and at the very end of it, what I got to, I, I went on this this solo trip to Southeast Asia. I went to Vietnam. I went to Thailand. I went to Bali. And in Thailand, I did a mushroom journey. And that was where I really got that clarity that like nothing's missing. Like what's missing is you. So when you find that, everything else is going to fall into place. Yeah. Powerful shit when you finally realize that. You did a video a while back that really smacked me in the face. And it was about the healed oh, man. <laughs> You're like, oh, great. Tell me which one. The healed man won't chase you. And I no. want to dive into that a little bit because I think it's that's such an important thing for people to hear. Because even looking back at my track record, my ex-husband, the ex after, like they were all so intently pursuing me. And I saw that and I was like, oh, he's so right. Like when someone, you know and male or female, when they're healed and in alignment with themselves, they're not, it's not going to be this crazy, overly passionate chase. Can you dive into that a little bit? Do you know why? You know why a man chases you like that, especially a successful man? Because mm. you're a goal. Just right. Like his business is, he only understands how to live life through a goal. Mm. This, this is where you women have got to understand what's really going on here. It's like, this is the 3D world. 
just think a hundred years ago, life and human beings were not how they are today. We have been programmed to think of this idea of what it means to be successfully in relationship with an ideal male partner and an ideal woman partner. And let me tell you, both of them are fucking fake. Mm. Both of them are fake. Both of them are filled with fear. Because both of what the ideal partner is needs something external to validate them internally. Yep. So you think you hit the jackpot because you got the guy with the business and the suit and the car and he's on the private jazz and he's showing all over on Instagram and he's talking about all these things and he's partying. By the way, they always have the dark sunglasses because dark sunglasses, <laughs> what are eyes? The eyes are the windows to the soul. So if you hide your eyes, you hide your truth. Wake up, humans. Wake up, humans. And they're always poisoning themselves with a cigar, which means that they're deeply afraid of and hate life and hate themselves because only someone that hates themselves would provide hate and harm to their body. And they're mm -hmm. always drinking because deeply, energetically and spiritually, they're afraid of and hate life because the only people who drink a lot of alcohols are the ones who hate themselves. So they're subconsciously poisoning their body. Mm. Well, wait, what, Danny? No, but everybody drinks and does. This is normal. It wasn't normal 100 years ago. Right. It's now become normal because this machine that has been created has tapped into all of your deepest insecurities to tell you that you need all of this stuff in order to be free. And all the while you're poisoning yourself, poisoning your body, and you're killing yourself at the same time. Hmm. So a man, a man who is your prototypical, that guy, right? Of course, he's going to chase you because he chases all of life because all of life is outside of him. All of life is a goal. He is running away. He's running away from his heart because he was told as a little boy that getting close to his feelings or his emotions or connecting with his heart makes him gay, right? Or makes him weak, right? And so he's always chasing. He's always running, right? Because that look at a little boy right now. Go look at a little two-year-old boy. He's happy. He's playing. He's, he's joyful. He's a mother. You don't see men like that now. You don't see men like that. Men are always like, they're, they're just the next deal, the next deal, the next goal, the next watch, the next car, the next suit, the next, the next, the next, the next. So what is the woman? It's just the next. He grabs her. It fulfills him for a second. And then I'll tell you, I know people that are married 15 years. I know I've had dinner conversations with men right now that are married to Hollywood actresses right now. They're busy with like five, six, seven other women. And I'm like, Brother, what are you doing? Because right. oh man, because you know, church. It's, I'm, if I get divorced, I'm a sinner, and I'm like, when are you going to realize it's all the matrix? It's all a program. Yeah, but what is everybody going to think? But, but who gives a what do what do you, what are you doing to her? Right. Thank what you. Are you doing to her? And what are you doing to your kids? They know you don't love her and that she doesn't love you. And I yeah. know you look good on Instagram and you have a million followers, but who gives a fuck? Thank you. Who gives a shit if you're not happy? Yeah. If you're not <laughs> being in love. I'm interested because you in your first marriage, you had an affair. And we talk a lot about on this show how when you get cheated on, it really has nothing to do with you. It's the other person that's like seeking that validation, seeking that ego fix. Like, what is your perspective of like in your situation, like why you chose to do that? Is that in alignment with that? That's not true for me. Okay. For me, it was we co-created the situation. Mm. 
Because again, listen, this is for you women too. This is going to be heavy. And some of you are going to hate me for this, but like you could say it wasn't, had nothing to do with me. You could say that, but then that that's not taking personal responsibility. Right. Sure. And so you've got to understand that there was a part of you. There was something in you that caused that scenario, even if it was that he could never share his deepest secrets with you. Mm-hmm. Why, why not? Why couldn't he? Mm-hmm. Why did he not feel free? What was it about you? Maybe, maybe, and then I'll get back to me in a second, but what was it about you? Maybe that caused him to be afraid of sharing his deepest truths. And then when a human being can't share their truths with the one person that they should be able to share their truths with, what does that cause in that human being? I'll tell you what that causes. I'm going to lock up and I'm going to bottle up. Mm-hmm. Right. And what if in relationship, what if just maybe, what if in relationship, you know, there's any time that that person speaks up and talks, right. That person knows they're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That person knows that you can't handle like maybe basic conversation and then everything turns into an argument and a fight so what do they do they bottle up on the flip side what happened to me i was a coward i was a coward because i didn't have to bottle up i could have said "Uh -uh. uh-uh this is not gonna fly we're gonna talk about things right Right. we're gonna deal with things head on this is the truth i'm dealing with something i want to tell it to you and when you flare up calm the fuck down And when you calm down, see, that's leadership, right? Mm -hmm. But I decided to, because I was, I was afraid. I was afraid. So in my whole life, I was in my masculine, but in my relationship, I was in fear Mm. because I didn't want to lose love and I didn't want to lose the story of the perfect thing. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, what happened, we co-created it. And when I go like this, I was in a cage. What was, was she do? What was she doing though? That was her part of it. Like, what was her co-creation in that? Like, what was she doing that made you do go into the cage? Just not allowing honest and open communication. That was okay. It. That's fair. That's all. Okay. And, and, but that's a big thing. It's a big thing. Oh my god, that's right, huge. Way, huge because if you don't feel like, okay, what if I'm addicted to porn? What if which ninety percent of men are? What if what if I'm addicted to porn? I want to be able to come to you and talk about it, mm-hmm. right? And you not get mad at me. Sure. I mean, you can get mad at me if you want, but then what's that teaching me? Right. What's that teaching me? You get mad. Oh, don't ever tell her that again. Yeah. Or don't tell me anything that like I could potentially get mad don't at instead me. of create a safe space for you. Sure. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. Versus, versus if I can have that conversation and if you're in your heart, not your head, you get deeply wounded by that and you are like open to sharing with me how that makes you feel, then maybe that might crack my heart open and might go, oh my God, I love this woman so much. I don't ever want to do that again. Like, and maybe you become the medicine for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, So on that note, I want to circle back to when we were talking about mirrors and you attract things into your life that are supposed to show you things that you're meant to heal. How do you feel that you differentiate, okay, this relationship was attracted into my life for me to recognize this, heal this, and now it's time to move on versus this is something that was mirrored to me that we are supposed to continue to work through and stay together? Like, how do you differentiate the lesson from like the relationship that's meant to be continued to work through? Just ask yourself. Just ask your highest self, close your eyes, Mm. go sit at the 
filter, get away from the TV, get away from everything. And this is most people don't have the courage to do this very thing because it requires silence, truth, and introspective where we live in an external life. But if you have the courage to just go and sit down and ask yourself, you'll know right away. When I was attracting Jen into my life, there were moments where I didn't think it was going to happen. And this is, you know, if I could plug plant medicine and if I can plug true spirituality, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I love you guys. Not going to church. True spirituality. True spirituality. True spirituality is there's no place or no person you have to listen to. There's no intermediary between you and source or God, whatever you call it right? True spirituality, ain't no one coming to save you. You are here to learn yourself and save yourself and discover who you really are. See, but but that's a, that's a whole deep conversation that people don't want to have, but isn't it like the conversation that people didn't want to have with COVID? Mm. Isn't it just like the conversation that people didn't want to have when it came to vaccines and no vaccines? Where if you were writing that, vac- by the way, you're not right or wrong, but if you were writing that vaccine wave and you wrote it and you got three and four and five and six and seven and you kept going because you were just afraid that what if maybe you were wrong? Maybe, maybe you were wrong. Maybe, maybe you were just living in fear. This is the issue with human beings is that we are all energetically, subconsciously living in fear. And mm-hmm. we're afraid to go face to face with some deep universal truths that could open us wide open because then we become powerful and then we're no longer victims. And then guess what? We get to live an abundant, beautiful life. And that is the scariest thing for most human beings. Yeah. Yep. So how do you do it? It's very simple. First, you identify exactly what you're looking for in a partner. And I say exactly. And second, you get committed and you get clear that you deserve abundance in your life. And third, you start to identify and get clear with the fact that it is not that person that shows up in front of you on a date, that you just, it's over. It's mm-hmm. over. But in order to get in that position and that power, you got to heal some things within you. So, you know, once I decided who I knew I wanted, and it was always Jen, like she was my friend for three years, but I secretly just wanted her. Like people, <laughs> but, but she had a boyfriend at the time. So and she lived in London. So, you know, people would like show up on dates or whatever. And within 30 milliseconds, I would just compare everybody to her. Right. Nope. Mm. Nope. No, and I used to tell myself this, honest to God, I used to tell me, even if Jen never breaks up with this guy and even if me and Jen never get together, if someone like Jen is available on planet Earth, I'm not settling for anything less. I'd rather just die alone. I'm not settling for anyone less than her or mm. someone just like her. So that, right. that became my bar, right? Yeah. And right. And then, and then you know what started to happen? The universe always listens. So in those three years that I was like, quote unquote, waiting for her, Mm-hmm. Like when I made that commitment, what started happening was I realized now that was my spiritual journey. It right. was like unraveling all of me to prepare me for her. Yeah. And the same thing was happening for her. It was it was beautiful. I love that. Oh, I love that so much, Danny. This has been so fucking insightful. I So much of what you said has resonated with me. So I know it's going to resonate with everyone listening. Can you please tell everybody where they can find you online? If they want to get more info, where do they go? All the things. Yeah. The Instagram, Danny Morel, D-A-N-N-Y-M-O-R-E-L. Honest to God, what I can tell from the bottom of my soul, at least once in your life, come to my event, Awaken. I will tell you right now what happened to you while listening to me. You got fed more truth that you know is true, that resonated deep within you, that it started to unravel some things in you Mm. already. Just listening to this conversation. Well, we do this for three days. 
We combine it with deep meditation and breath work. I'm, I'm telling you, people literally see their ancestors. Angels come to them. People's bodies start to, I don't want to say heal because, you know, I don't want to get sued or anything, but that's what happens. Uh, <laughs> people literally start attracting more money. It's like all sorts of things starts happening because it's like all of the paradigms that they were living in in their entire life since they were little boys and little girls, gone. Because I meet them face to face in a very loving manner and I help them to see maybe there's another way of thinking and being and feeling. And maybe this happened because of this reason. And it's like, they just start to just, and they weep and they cry and they scream. And like by day three, they're like, whoa, it's kind of like they're reborn. It's pretty, pretty powerful. That's amazing. And where can people find the events and when they're happening? Yeah, uh, dannymorell.com backslash awaken is the website. We've got a one in July coming up, but it's sold out already. The next one will be in November here in Austin. Okay, amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all this truth with us. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, and you're wonderful. Your energy is just absolutely Aww. wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Danny so much for coming on and chatting with me. I feel like this episode was such a good example of what it looks like when people go on their healing journeys, take responsibility and show up authentically to then know their worth, be themselves and commit to being in a relationship like Talk about textbook going from wanting all the materialistic things, having an affair, going on a crazy healing journey, and now manifesting this incredible person into his life and teaching this work all over the world. I mean, like you can't get more <laughs> textbook than that. Like that's kind of what we're always dreaming that these people will will do. And it's not a male or female thing. It's a human thing. When you have that chance and you come to that path and it's like, am I going to stay in that victimhood or am I going to fucking like make this shit change me and make me a new person and who I'm supposed to be in that divine destiny of mine? It's powerful. Do not let that slip you by. And if you're sitting there going, okay, yeah, but like I'm older or I don't have the means or why little old me, that's all bullshit. That is all bullshit. It can be you. It can be any person that decides to tap into alignment of their highest self and know their goddamn worth. I love you guys. I will see you next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatprayfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman fertility hormones, and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us 
and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.